you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. And we are about to recap AEW All Out. Just happened this past Saturday. Um, yeah, we both got to see it uh, almost live. We were a little bit behind. Yeah, on a little it, bit but behind. We, we saw it. We saw yep. it on Saturday. Had to go socially dark. So if anyone was just wondering why the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast wasn't tweeting now, hey, I, we, do, we, we don't do spoilers. We hate them. We hate yeah. them with a passion. So, hey, if I got to go dark. I will shut that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you you had actually texted me during the show, you know, and and just rightfully so, we thought you were maybe a little bit ahead of me, but I had ended up being behind you, and I saw you posted something, and it wasn't a spoiler spoiler. You're just like, oh, I like this match, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, all right, let me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say that. I'm just gonna just go go quiet because then I'm worried about well, what if my brother's gonna text me all this and. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not getting spoiled. So, yeah, so I went dark. I went dark for the rest of the pay per view. I said, let me just see it, and then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be back. So yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Um, and, and usually we start with just general thoughts, but you know what? I just want to kind of go into it because we talked about it a little bit earlier, um, and I'm starting to get a sense of where you're at with it. Um, I feel like it's going to be interesting. This conversation overall is going to be an interesting one about all out because okay, okay. I think I think I feel like there's there's some contention with some of the matches. But yeah, we'll we'll go into it because I'm really I'm really curious. Like you said, you're curious for how I felt. I'm like oh, okay, all right, and I probably and I probably have a feeling of where you're going with it, okay, man. just based on you know the energy, energy, and what type of wrestling you like. The wrestling yeah. I've come to learn from this show. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so I have a feeling of how, you know, based on your perspective, how how, how you uh, you know gauge this show. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, but uh, yeah, man. Hey, let's let's get into it. Let's start it off. So um, the buy-in matches, neither one of us saw. They did say the big swole Britt Baker match was going to be on the buy-in when they were uh, uh, advertising this, but yep. they ended up putting that on the main card. So that ended up starting off the show. So for the buy-in, we had it was Joey Janela beat Ser- Serpentico um, in the buy-in, yep. and Sonny Kiss was with them. Uh, we also had Private Party, uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. They defeated the Dark Order members, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. So those were the buy-in matches. They weren't advertised. They just kind of happened. Um, so let's get into the opening match, the official opener for all out, which was Big Swole going to Britt Baker's job and going against <laughs> the doctor herself, DMD Damn. Britt Baker. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, this this was a basically like a street fight kind of. Uh, you know, you had Big Swole actually go to uh, the the practice of Doctor Britt Baker. 
Um, he had Reba as the yep. the receptionist up front, you know. Pulled and, up in a nice Rolls Royce, too. Yeah, which, yeah, okay. I mean, that was cool. You know, she showed up in style. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, just basically went up to, to the receptionist looking for Britt Baker. Reba was, you know, you know, in character, trying to, you know, play dumb with her. And Big Swole wasn't having that. So she hit her with a clipboard, <laughs> and then she started looking for Dr. Britt Baker was, was uh, kind of... Not hiding, but like she was almost in the shadows, kind of lurking, which was a little bit odd because that's not really her character. No. But <laughs> she was she was there because the camera panned over. You just see her, kind and of it had a there. little bit of a music, musical score with it as well. Too. A little bit, a yeah. little bit, a it little was, bit. So, little so bit. you felt it was more cinematic than what we've seen. No, from well, not 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 well, parts and bit, but not entirely though. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, this this didn't feel as cinematic as stuff we see from WWE from time to time during this this whole uh, quarantine era of WWE. But, um, yeah, I, I, it, it had vibes of that. It had shades of it. Um, the, the the chattering teeth in the in the cupboard there, you know, was kind of just out of nowhere. Like, why would she have she that? Like, what practice? the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> so just some random stuff going on. Um, but yeah, they went at it. You know, the uh, Britt Baker used her diploma to to hit her in the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. Later on, it was kind of one part that had me a little squeamish was um, she had a syringe of Novocaine. Uh. And yeah. she was going to use it on um, Big Swole to, to numb her to try to get an advantage. Big Swole grabs her hand and forces Britt Baker to inject herself with this numbing, you know, Novocaine or whatever solution was in this in the syringe. Uh, numbs her leg. So, and it's in her leg. And I'm like, wow, that's, I don't know. Like, I look, well, syringes and me. Uh, yeah, I'm, needles. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan, you know, like... Yeah. I, if I got to have it, I got it. I'll get it. That's fine. But I'm not looking forward to it. And seeing that just sticking out of her leg like that, I was like, oh, man. Uh, like, uh, that was that was tough. So Yeah, it um, didn't bother me that much, man. But it was a cool look, though. It you know? did. And, and, you know, props to her for taking that. Because that looked like that was a legit, you know, needle in her. Was, it was. Yeah, yeah. That was real. real. That was yeah, real. Yeah. Was no and I'm pretty sure, that. yeah, I'm pretty sure she knew what she was doing because she. that's what she does. That's what she does for As a living, yeah. as an occupation. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she she and she basically did it herself, you know. Oh yeah, fine, yeah, so you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just kind of still crazy to see someone getting you know a needle stuck in their leg right there and wrestling and it actually being a needle needle in her leg. So I was like, okay, that's crazy. And then um, then uh, Big Swole used the I guess the gas. She gassed her. I don't know if it was like a <laughs> like oxygen or whatever, but she used the gas in the it was that Novocaine. Yeah, to yeah. to put. Britt Baker to sleep, so yep. she knocked her out with that, and essentially that was it. That was the end of the match. Like Britt Baker couldn't continue, at least for that that moment, and they called it. So that was that was the end. Um, it was it was an interesting start to this pay per view. I'll say, like I felt entertained by it. I thought that it was funny. Um, I thought some of the the spots were a little bit weak when it came to like the impact of the strikes. Um, I thought they could have led into a little bit more and had a little bit more impact with, oh, yeah. with some of it. Yeah. Um, they were trying to be safe, though, so I can understand that. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But, like, even the, the opening with her hitting, uh, with Big Swole hitting Britt Baker with the clipboard, you could see it was, like, so telegraphed. And then oh, Britt yeah. Baker hitting her with the diploma, that was super <laughs> telegraphed. I'm just like, okay, I get it, though. So I just kind of went with it. But, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was an entertaining start. Maybe not the match I would have picked to start the pay-per-view. I probably would have went with that um, 
the Young Bucks versus uh, the the um, Jurassic, Express. Jurassic Express as the, mm-hmm. the first match, just to have something with energy, you know, go right into it, you know, have everybody hyped, and then cut to this. That's more of like a you know the the cinematic style matchup, but you know it was what it was. It was fine for an opener, but you know just not without its issues here and there. But what were your thoughts on this match? Uh, you know, almost just the same as you. I thought it was entertaining, but I, with me, I enjoyed more of the dialogue from Big Swole, you know, or her coming out the Rolls Royce, and then the referee asking just the right place. Like she was like, "You damn Skippy, just the right place." <laughs> so just this way she be talking, man. Her cadence. Uh, I I enjoyed it, man. So what were her and even though I picked Britt Baker, with the story made sense her getting getting a dub. So with, with me, uh, I didn't mind her, you know, getting her confidence over Britt Baker. Yeah, I picked Big Swole. Um, I just part of it was because you know Britt Baker messed with her hair. You know, you yeah. don't mess with a black woman's hair. So yeah, man, I knew she had an ass whooping coming. <laughs> I knew she had that coming. But um, also with this being like a, uh, a gimmick match, you know, and, and at her job, it's it's a little bit different. It, it didn't feel like the true official return of Britt Baker. It was kind of like, all right, this this different kind of thing, just a fight. But I yeah. think when Britt Baker makes her return in ring, she'll get the victory. And, yeah, they'll, they'll fight again. And I think Britt will end up winning the rematch once that happens. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm most definitely. I, I think we're not done with this rivalry. Uh, and I, in that, in the next step, I do want to end the ring. So we got this stipulation. Cool. Now it's moving on inside the square circle. Exactly. Exactly. So we're on the same page there. Um, let's move on to the next matchup. So we did have, um, let's see, it was the Young Bucks uh, matchup, the tag match against Jurassic Express that happened right after that. Uh, Young Bucks, uh, they, have the, the, they have this very all about business mentality right now. Yes. Um, not as playful, uh, uh, more aggression, more, more aggressive. Yeah, you know, which uh, looks good on them. I have to it say, does. like the last couple of weeks, it's it's been uh, kind of refreshing to see the young bucks say, okay. Ever since they got screwed by Hangman, you know, it was like, all right, you know, we're we're sick of this this shit. Like, let's let's go out there and be the best damn team in the world. And they're they're putting out a show, man. Putting on a show every time, and and um, yeah, I like it. I like it. in this matchup. It was no different. Just they, it, there was really no like, okay, we respect you guys. We're just gonna have a good, clean match. No, they were willing to do whatever it took to beat the living hell out of out of Luchasaurus and out of Jungle Boy. They had to get dirty. They had to get dirty. I think right. one of my favorite spots is it, it was either I want to say uh, Matt who uh, super kicked Luchasaurus when. Jungle Boy was going for the hot tag, and he mm. just super kicked Luchasaurus the hell out off the ring, and he was mocking him. He was like, "Oh, oh, tag me, tag me, Jungle Boy, tag! I'm getting the hot tag." I was like, "Oh man, this is this is kind of grimy, but I like it, man." Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Like you know, it was just a great, great physical showing from those two, from the from the Young Bucks, and. For for uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, you know, they look great in the match, too. I mean, they did their thing. They played the, I don't know, I guess not the underdog tag team in a way. Because the favorites going into this matchup, you'd have to say, at least to my opinion, it would have been the Young Bucks. Like, okay, they're going to win this matchup. Um, not like by a blowout or anything, but oh, they would no, be no, no, the no. favorite. Um, 
And, you know, at times, like you just mentioned, the Young Bucks were being really aggressive with them. But, yeah, they had a couple moments where they did their tag team maneuvers that say, I don't even know what to call it, like if there's a name for it, but uh, where Luchasaurus has them in like almost a tombstone and then he flips them up in the air and Jungle Boy does the cutter. Like that move, you know, was a big moment in the match. It was like, oh, Oh, this. I think they call that the final extinction. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when that happened, I'm like, ooh, maybe this is it. Because, you know, that's that's one of their big moves that they do. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a, to me, this matchup, it felt like it was a, a, a good, strong opener. Like, to be honest, when I, while I was watching the show, I actually thought that this was the official start of the show. I thought that the Big Swole matchup was the, the buy-in still. Yeah, um, same here. I, you know, I, I was confused like when they was – it wasn't towards the end of the buy-in – or not buy-in, the end of the pay-per-view. I realized, oh, I missed the buy-in. Right, right. So, yeah, man. I mean, this, this – I just – it had the right amount of energy – um, they told a, a good story for not having much of a story really going in other than they had tagged up the, the dynamite right before this. And then they left, you know, not, you know, on good terms with with um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They just were kind of like, all right, no, we're we have a match with you guys coming out at All Out. We're leaving. We're, we're showing up to All Out to beat your asses. And that's it. Like and, and that was it. That was really just the whole story between these two teams. Um so, but the story that it told in the ring of just kind of like, you know, just strong tag team wrestling, separating out Jungle Boy for a while, trying to isolate him um, while keeping Luchasaurus out the ring, you know, just, just great ring IQ and, and just a good story told by them. Um, in the end, they did end up getting the victory. Uh, they did the, uh, the that uh, combination B-T-E beat. Trick. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I said the B, uh, what is it called? BTE, the BTE, BTE trigger. trigger. Yeah, yeah. The, the combination uh, V trigger by, by both brothers uh, to Jungle Boy. Took him out. Ended up winning that matchup uh, clean. And yeah, man, just, just look look great, man. They look great in the in the ring. And just a good win for them leading into a future tag team championship opportunity soon. I can see how they're building the story for them because I think they, they need some build, some wins so they can get ready for uh, revival because I believe that's – how they're booking the young bucks to prepare right. them for revival, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's inevitable. It's inevitable yep. that these two teams are gonna go one on one or two on two, I should say. Um, so yeah, that this is I like the build up for that um, when they were first signed. I know that's the first thing that everybody was thinking is, oh, you know, FTR is gonna go against the, the young bucks. You know, this is this is. You know, the the whole, all this buildup from years and years of years going back to when the Young Bucks were still in Japan and, you know, just everything that, that they've been talking to each other in social media, all the shit talking that they've been doing. Yes. Um, and now they're, they're, they're teasing it in the right way, I feel like, because they've had them tag up together. They've had them interact. Now they've got the Young Bucks getting serious. You know, you got FTR doing their thing, being serious. When they meet up, it's going to be a major thing, so... Uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, we both picked the Young Bucks, if I'm not mistaken, to win we this did. matchup. We so did. we got that one right. Um, so let's move on to this Casino Battle Royale. 21-man Casino Battle Royale. Um, I'm going to let you take this one away because you weren't so excited about going about this match going in. And then we talked about it, and you got a little bit more excited thinking about, okay, you know, what this could mean for the future matchup we may see between whoever wins that main event championship match and, yeah. and whoever wins this. Like, thinking about the pairings uh, there, 
what got you a little bit more interested. Now, having seen the match, what are your what was your reaction? What were your thoughts um, um, after seeing the whole thing play out? Yeah, man, I, I think you know before I get into it, like my my thoughts about it, you know, before like you said, I didn't give two shits about it, and after breaking it down, like all right, I guess I could look at this match as a way of be foreshadowing as. You know who can win in the main event match for between John Moxley and MJF, which, which I took it as for for what it was, man. Because who came out of it was was Lance was Lance Archer, right. but the twenty one battle royale it was it was decent, man. It's it you know what? No, f it. It wasn't decent. It was. <laughs> I'm being too nice. I gotta be real, man. <laughs> I gotta be real. Okay. I didn't real, like it, man. It was it was it was shit, man. Okay. It was shit, it okay. was shit man. I, I didn't <laughs> like it. Lance Archer, he was probably the only guy that looked looked good. Uh Taz was pissing me off on commentary when him when uh when this guy Brian Cage and Will Hobbs was going at it. He was like, Oh man, Brian Cage should take Will Hobbs out because he's the FTW champion. I'm like, what that even that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Fairy tale, paper championship, yes. right, man? Fairy world champ. <laughs> he's a, a self-proclaimed champion. He yep. can take Will Hobbs out. Is that yep. what you're saying? I'm like, okay, like I'm like the logic behind that didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh man, who else? Uh, I'm thinking of Sean Spears. Yeah, this dude. Oh yeah. Uh, that was horrible. <laughs> oh my god! What, what, are, what are they doing with this dude, bro? What you, are they doing with this bust. man? He's a bust. He's a bust. They, he might as well have just stayed in WWE if he was going to do this, man. Bro. This is terrible, bro. Uh, I'm serious, man. I'm thinking maybe they gave him. I'm thinking he's going to have a moment because yeah. last week on the Go Home Show, everybody, you know, having this, everybody's on, on this promo, cutting people off, but he just walks across the ring with Tony Blanchard. But he's just got this look, just like I'm just walking by. I don't mind me. I'm like, okay, maybe we're gonna give him a little spotlight in, in the 21 man uh, battle royal. Maybe it'll come down. He, maybe he'll be one of the final four if it came down to. It. He wasn't even part of final four. <laughs> I think maybe top 15, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. Just... It was. It was pathetic, man. Yeah, it, was. it was pathetic. The only upside of this was Lance Archer winning. That is the only upside out of that, man. To to me, but that yeah, that 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 twenty one battle, casino battle royal that that was the weak sauce uh, of the moment right there for this for this pay per view. I got to yeah. get into that. What about what about uh, <laughs> Matt Seidel's entrance, man? What oh my god! Oh my god! So when we hit the Joker card, I'm like, okay, who's gonna be? I'm like, some music came out. I'm like, it was like Matt Seidel. I'm like, who the hell is that? So as the as the camera zoom in, I'm like, Evan. Born? Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's yep. how I said I'm like, oh shit, that's Evan Born. Yeah. So he comes out all hype. He goes on to the top of the ring. I'm like, oh, oh shit, he's getting ready to do his shoot and start press. <laughs> and yeah. then like <laughs> he slips. <laughs> and you saw it too like it's slip. Oh. I'm like, oh no, it's like my hands, it's like my my hands went on my head like in slow mo because yeah. you saw it. I was like, "Oh it's like, no!" It's like he was in the air for like ten minutes, man. I felt like I just saw it happening. I'm like, uh, "Like, come on, man, just turn over. You can do it. <laughs> Flip over." But he just went flat on the ground. I said, "No!" 
And then he hit the ground. He's just laying there hurt. I was like, oh, man. Not only did he miss, but he's injured. What the hell? This, that was the worst. Will Hobbs was supposed to take that, but Will Hobbs kind of just scooted over to make sure he was okay. He was like, right. I'm pretty sure, like, dude, you, you straight, man? Because shit. <laughs> all the, all the wind just came out of your system right there. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That 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 right there explains 2020. Right yep. there, that this moment, the nutshell. That, that's the year. If I could explain how 2020 is going, just Matt Sedell's all the expectations AW. of the world, and then it just just botched. It's just a botch. Oh, oh man, talk about the biggest botch of 2020. You come out as the Joker, and your first. Just the first action you take, you first box, piece, you first slip. piece of offense. <laughs> goes out there, yeah, I'm here, yeah. Goes up top, banana peel. Oh <laughs> man, that's like I can compare this when when we in 2008 when we first got Jay Cutler, you know, for Chicago oh, Bears, and man. I think the first game was against Green Bay Packers, and oh. the first pass he throws was a freaking interception. <laughs> I think maybe a pick six if my yeah. memory serves me correctly. Uh, and I'm just like, what the hell, no, man? Like, like well, what the hell? Right. Yeah, only Chicago. Well, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm watching so, it now, yeah. actually. I'm I, seeing I him so go bad. on top. Yeah. I'm like, I had the I had the hope and every. Oh, no, there yeah. it goes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a bad. Sp- oh, man. Matt, no. It was. it was rough. It was rough. I feel for him. Yeah. I feel for him. <laughs> I feel for him. I'm looking at him now, like he's just—he's just like, wow, that I just—I just messed. I just effed that up. <laughs> That's all we can say. Like I just effed that up. The whole world saw it, man. Yeah, and so. Twitter was trending worldwide too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people were sweet. I saw the memes. Like the funniest meme I saw was like, "Look what happens when God." Chokes you, the chokes slams you, oh, and I no. said, oh, "Like, oh no!" <laughs> he said, "Mansadell, nope." <laughs> chokes slam. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. I mean, I I agree with you. I agree with you. And for me, I feel like this is where WWE is awesome. Anytime they have Royal Rumbles or multiple wrestlers in the ring at the same time for a for an actual match. It just it feels so like everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows yeah. what's supposed to happen. Yeah. When any other, you know, whether it be New Japan, ROH or now AEW when they do it, it just feels so uncoordinated, mm-hmm. just sloppy overall and I just I have a hard time getting into it and I want to be excited. I want to be excited about it because I'm like, okay, these are going to be some new wrestlers I'm going to see. It's going to be cool. They're on the ring at the same time. This should be fun. But it's just it's just not, you know? Like, yeah. I don't understand. To the casual fan, it's like, man, what is this, amateur hour? Oh, yeah, no. Nah, this will never work. You can't. <laughs> oh, for you can't, real. You can't show them this. Nah, nah, I can't show you this pay-per-view. Man. <laughs> it's like one one big letdown for me was um, when New Japan and ROH had that joint uh, pay-per-view the same weekend as WrestleMania, and they were at the Garden. Mm. And they had a, a similar Battle Royal. I don't, I don't remember how many people. It was maybe like a 30-man Battle Royal. And all these wrestlers that I hadn't really known were coming out, and I was excited about it. But it felt like they just weren't coordinated. Like, no one knew what anyone else was supposed to do. I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. And it was hard. And I, I sat through it. I watched the whole thing because I just... I, I, 
you know, I paid my money, I want to see it. But man, it's just it's just hard. It's just hard sometimes when when it's not when it's not coordinated. Now, yeah. there was so one crazy spot that happened was uh, Darby Allen being in that uh, body bag. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, that shit. Oh my god, right? That and, was uh, scary. That yeah. was scary. I'm like, what yeah. are you guys thinking right now? Ricky like, Starks took the 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 body bag out and put tumps what. Thumbtacks. Thumb, yeah, thumbtacks in it, and Brian Cage put him in there and threw him over the, the top rope, but over yeah. that little stage right there, and you just right. heard the, the bump. He was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was just, that was nuts. So that that was like a cool spot for them to do. Dangerous, but, you know, effective in terms of just, just how crazy it was. Um, the ending, so the last two people ended up being Lance Archer, which... Thankfully, Lance Archer was in there, mm-hmm. and Eddie Kingston. Now, I'm a fan of Eddie Kingston on the microphone. I feel like Eddie Kingston on the microphone, as a manager, yes. mouthpiece, yes. advocate, however, any of those is great. But to have him at the end yeah. as a wrestler nah. with Lance Archer nah. for a chance at an AEW championship? Nah. What the hell are y'all thinking? What? 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 Like, come on, man. I mean, it's just it just didn't work for me. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, please, God, no. Do yeah. not let this man end up winning. Because it was dicey when they were on the outside. It was. It they was were Pentagon, Pentagon Jr. and, and uh, Ray Phoenix started to come out there and right, helping him. Right. Like, oh, the Butcher and the shit. Blade, they were all helping yeah. him. Like, oh, yeah. they're going to help him. It's over. This is done. And it was, and and that's another spot that was sloppy too, because Jake was there with the snake in the bag, and he was kind of oh, like yeah. throwing the bag at him or just holding up near him. Like, what the hell is he doing, Jake? What are we, what, what are we doing right now? What, what's supposed to be happening? He's supposed to take the snake out, or is he? Right. Like, is that I'll, supposed I'll, to do? I'm thinking he's supposed to take the snake out because they're mentioning on commenting like, oh, we all know like uh, Eddie Kingston, he has a he has a phobia Fear against snakes. snakes. I'm like, okay, so let's let's take the snake out. Let's see it. Let's 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 see this happen. Yeah, but and then just, he's holding the bag up. Yeah, that was botched. That was yeah. botched. That was yeah. botched. That was just weird. Yeah, so this match was effed since the beginning, since yeah. the promo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. the promo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I said maybe they clean it up, man. Maybe they'll clean up the miscues. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all, man. Not at all. Yeah. <sighs> like it should have just been just do Brian Cage versus Lance Archer. Thank just you. have those two yes. go at it, mm-hmm. or even just have a one-on-one matchup. You know, like why even go through this whole? We're gonna do a casino battle royale. You've been building up like these two guys are the big monsters. Let's let's just have them go at it, and whoever wins gets a title shot. Done. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like because it's, 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 it's that simple, man. It doesn't right. need to be that complicated. You don't need to go out. It, it, it seems like you're now you're fighting against yourself. Yeah. Just overcomplicating this for no reason. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you could put uh, Darby Allen in there and make it a triple threat, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, he has mm-hmm. issues with, with uh, Taz's FTW yeah. group or whatever, you know. So, yeah, yeah go ahead and put him in there if you want. But I just, yeah, I, I didn't. This this whole matchup, it was sloppy. Yeah. It was sloppy. It was a mess. Even the commentating was weak. Taz yeah. selling. He was trying to make it seem like he was shocked and surprised, but he didn't. It's like, oh no, Brian Cage went over. I'm yeah, like, what? Brian, no, <laughs> Brian, what are you doing? No, Brian, Brian, no, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm out of here. Hmm. <laughs> Just like what? 
right. What is happening? This is so weak. Like, yes, nah, it, was. This, it was. It was. Yeah, it was a yeah. shit show, man. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the best thing that came out of it was Lance Archer, you know, ended up winning the matchup. Um, so he's the new number one contender now. Or he gets a title shot, I should say. He's not, maybe he's not, he's not the number one contender necessarily, but he has a, it's almost like money in the bank at this point. Yeah. Like he has a title yeah. shot. He gets a future know. title shot now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, and we were talking about it. We'll get into this when we talk about the main event. But, you know, the, the picks basically were the, the two favorites for me. It was either going to be Lance Archer, which was the one that we both kind of ended up on as the yep. favorite, or as a dark horse, Darby Allen. And based off of that, that might tell us what happens in the main event. So when this happened, I'm like, okay, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm feeling even better about the whole John Moxley <laughs> uh, situation. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. well, there goes my pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, man. So we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. But let's let's keep going through the card. Um, what was what was the next matchup? Yeah, Matt oh. Hardy and Sammy Guevara in yeah. the Broken Rules match. Yeah, OMG, yeah. bro. You yeah. want to take this? Well, I mean, there's not really much to it's even not, break down it's here. Not, it's you not. had Matt Hardy show up. You know, they were at, he was at the football stadium. Yeah. He's calling out Sammy Guevara. He doesn't, you know, Sammy's nowhere to be found. He's walking around, you know, looking for Sammy. Then you see Sammy pull up in the golf cart. Uh, Sammy, and it's basically recreating how, you know, Matt Hardy and uh, Kenny Omega had chased down uh, Sammy Guevara with the golf cart back at the, uh, a couple of different matches. There was a Stampede Rules match, and then there was the other, like, like uh, Falls Count Anywhere match that they did. And, uh, yeah, he was chasing down Matt Hardy. Yeah. Matt Hardy jumped out the way. Uh, they, they fought a little bit. They went up onto this platform that was, was high up. And, um... There was a spot where basically Sammy speared him off of the platform onto a table, but Matt Hardy's neck and head missed the table and yes. hit the concrete. So oh, he's man. down, and it was scary even looking at him yes. because he looked, it almost looked like his face, and maybe, I don't know if this was just me, but it looked like his face was a little bit purple, and uh, he, he was stiff, like he was like a board, like he just was he not. woozy, and then... Uh, when Aubrey threw the X out, I'm like, oh shit! Now yeah. I'm like, now, now he, yeah, he's done. And then I guess they try to continue it because Guevara tried to pick him up, but right. you saw like he had woozy legs. Matt Hardy, right. I'm like, oh, he's Matt he's could out. Not stand up. Like, he just call stand. it, call the match. Just right. this, this is done. Right. Yeah. It was it was really bizarre. Yeah, because if he's got a concussion at that point, like, there's no point in even continuing this matchup. Like, people will understand. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. You want the show to go on, but then you have to think about his health and and just just stop the match at this point. But yeah, it was weird. Sammy tried to pick him up. Um, Matt was trying to fight back. He was trying to swing his arms. Then Aubrey was like, "No, nope, no, I got to stop it." And then she was like, "Sammy, Sammy, I got I got to call it, Sammy." So you know, Sammy they pulled Sammy away. Uh, Matt Hardy was kind of on the ground again, still a little bit woozy. Yeah. Then he ends up getting to his feet, and he's like. Calling for Sammy Guevara, he's like, I have to delete him. Still in character, but still woozy. Uh, Sammy, they're leading him up the steps into the like arena area away. At this point, we're thinking, okay, the match is over. They're calling it, but they're still keeping the cameras on both of them. Still focus on them. Yep. Right. Then they they out of nowhere, they're like, well, the doctors said that uh, he's he's cleared to go. And then the announcer says this match has to have a finish. And I'm like, what? Has to have a finish? What, yeah. what are we talking about? So then they start fighting again. They start brawling. 
on the outside or in the um, like uh, in the stands. Basically, mm-hmm. they climb this platform. Uh, Sammy's climbing. Matt's climbing. Matt basically kicks Sammy off of the platform onto yeah. some tables and barely, the, barely just he could even barely do that. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing just felt wrong to me, though. Like yeah. with him, it felt up like there, they went straight to the finish. Like they did. Yeah, they just all right. I know that I know Tony Khan said he got checked by concussion protocol, but I never see a concussion oh, protocol done that quick. I'm calling I've been, bullshit. I'm right, calling I, bullshit. I've been watching football for years, man. When they get put off the sideline, they're off for a good least ten minutes, man. Right, and that was like within what within three or four minutes he's back. Right. Like what the what the f, bro? Like no, nah, right. man. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely call bullshit on that. Yeah, there's no, there's no way, there's no way that they really checked him out to make sure he was out on his feet, knocked out, took a fall like that, hitting his head on the on the floor, on the floor with no cushioning, no nothing, and could barely stand, could was just out. And then you say, yeah, you know, he checked him on the side while all this mayhem was going. No, no, just stop the match. We don't like. We want to see the match, sure, but not more than we want him to be healthy because. If if things go wrong and let's say you know Hardy slips off of that platform and falls mm-hmm. and hits his head again and now he's paralyzed exactly then what you know what I'm saying like it's not it's not worth it nobody right. wants that as you wrestling don't need fans need to be climbing at all right yeah as wrestling fans we we understand we've seen so many terrible botches and and and, and accidents happen and we don't we don't want to see like the I don't know this this. Okay, so like Owen Hart, for instance, right? Like you don't want to see a situation like that where you actually see someone die, you know, in a in a freaking match, you know. And with Matt climbing that platform, he's risking his life right here because he's barely conscious. He's ba- he, he probably does not even remember what happened, to be honest with you. And I JR bet. actually mentioned that. He said, you know, he probably doesn't remember the last five minutes. I don't think JR was in character. I think JR was just calling like he saw it, like. We got to think about his family. We got to think about he's got wife, he's got kids. Like this, this at a certain point, you just have to say enough is enough. I don't think I think Jr. was lit. Jr. Tony, all of them were just like, hey, we're we're humans right now. Like this needs to stop. But they just kept recording everything, and sure enough, they continued the match. It was just a really bizarre, crazy situation, man. That. I don't know. I just I feel like they got to do better when it comes to that. They do, you know? man. That like I said this. They they really showed that if if a casual fan was walking, man, they watching not walking but watching this, they would just say like, "Wow, this is really a, a amateur promotion. This is right. supposed to compete to, to WWE." Right. Like, man, yeah, this is not this is not a good look, man. Not under yeah. Tony's watch. No, no, definitely no. got to clean some clean that shit up. Exactly. You know. So yeah, man. I mean, go even to say like, what's next after this? I'm not even sure. Like with this one, nah. it, it could just. I'm not even in that mindset to be like, oh, you know, like this matchup did good for Sammy or or good for Matt Hardy. Like it, it's it's more the stigma of what happened that that cloud is over this whole thing. So now it's just we'll we'll see. You almost have to just give Matt time away to just you know actually heal up from this concussion um, and just go from there. You know, that's that's really all I care about right now is that Matt's okay. So I'll just leave it at that for for this matchup. Yeah, man, same here. I, I got nothing else to say. I think that was well said. Just I'm just thinking about Matt Hardy's safety. Like, I just want to see he's good. Like, he got the green, uh, the green check, the the okay bill of health. Right. 
Exactly, exactly. So let's move on from there. Um, so this next matchup, though, wow. AEW Women's Championship matchup. Hikaru Shida, the defending champion against the NWA Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Which, yeah, we had <laughs> talked about this one as being a potential match of the night. Um, you know, just just a match that we were really anticipating. We were really excited about seeing these two go at it. Um, this being the future of the women's division on display. Um, and these two did not disappoint. They just did not disappoint. It was amazing. And I, I like I said, no matter what happens, Thunder Rosa needs to be on under contract with AEW immediately ASAP. Like before this match was even, even right happened. Yes, yes, they need they needed to have a contract signed for her to be at AEW full time because she is the truth. She is awesome, um, and they need her. They need her they to do. continue to elevate this this, this desperately, man. Right? They need her, man. Like they like whatever you guys need to break out money wise. Like man, get that break down the figures. Get her now. Absolutely. So why don't you break this one down, man? Like just give us your thoughts on on this matchup on the whole. Oh my God! Talk about just a all around great wrestler. Like she just shows you, she's a grappler. She she's a striker. She uh, apparently a, maybe a better striker than Sheeta, uh, <laughs> or she could just be up there as, as par. Yeah. Uh, the power game she showed you. Oh my god! So like she just basically checked off all those 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 check marks right there, man. Just technician, ring general, uh, power game, like it. That was just like the triple trifecta and everything in this match. And and I'm not going to ignore Sheeta, too. Sheeta brought it as well. Oh, she had like, her A-game. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. She she had to bring it. And you saw it. She had to bring it to that power, uh, to that uh, to that plateau, just like uh, just like Thunder Rosa, man. But, man, Thunder Rosa, when she had her, was it in this swinging, uh, what would you call it? Yeah, I forget it was the like name a, of the move, but it's almost like um, uh, so. There's like the Gory Guerrero special, but it's not. It's like this was on off to the side. So instead of it being like she's upside down, she's like parallel to the ground. Yeah, so she's basically just stretching her out. She's there. There, she's got her on her back, almost wearing her like a backpack, and like her head is on one side of her under one arm and her legs are on the other side, but she's backwards and she's just like <laughs> spinning her around. It's crazy. Yes. It's just, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, and uh, another one of my favorite stuff when Sheeta was outside the ring and commentators getting worried because she's getting a chair, but you know what she's using, oh, using yeah. for. Just <laughs> leverage for her, her patented yeah. strike move, but nah, who got the upper hand? Thunder Rosa. She came up like, no, I know what you about to do. I did my homework. Yep. She came and just threw it in. She gave it right back to her. So I, I love that, man. It was just a, a great, great match. Great match, man. And yeah, and, and the right woman, I thought won too. Because uh, I, I need I need to see more of of these two. So I think the, the, re, the, I yeah. think the way you tell the story is Sheeta winning and then Rosa coming back, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, so it's funny because um, I picked uh, Thunder Rosa to win, and uh, but even as I was making that prediction, I actually came up with kind of a story that they could use for bringing back Thunder Rosa if Sheeta yeah, wins, you did. which would be, hey, <laughs> Thunder Rosa basically would look at this like, all right, I just lost, but 
I know I can beat her, so I'm willing to put my NWA title on the line in a rematch. So the next matchup could be champion versus champion with everything on the line. So Sheeta, that would be the thing that could bring Sheeta back to the table to say, okay, you know, this is the reason why I would fight you again. Because I already beat you. Like, what, what is it in, in it for me if we just wrestle again? Um, but if now that NWA title's on the line, okay, all right, you know, that, that's, that works for me. Let's do it again. And then you could have Rosa win that one um, and then maybe do a rematch again, you know, down the road. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they both killed it, man. They both they killed did. it. I mean, I'm, I'm hyping up Rosa a lot because she, you know, coming in, like, I'm, this is the only the second time I've seen her wrestle, but she yes. just grabbed me right away. Just like you said, the power the game, match. the character that she has, oh man, God. like, she is intense. Yes. Just, just, yes. the kick out at one, two was insane. Oh, it like, was. off the Falcon Arrow, I think it See, was. Silly Billy Gunn and, and, uh, <laughs> and his son react to that shit. It was funny as hell when she yeah. kicked out at one. You see the reaction. It, was, it had a shock face. Right. And it just gave it, it gave it more. Uh, it just gave it more of that shock value right there. I was like, oh, man, that's just great, man. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so awesome. And even I, when, when that happened, I was like, oh, wow, Rosa's winning. Because if she's all of a sudden, she, she's kicking out at one, like she did looks uh, frustrated, like, what do I have to do to put her death? She kicked out at one, like even yeah. she was shocked. I was like, man, this is, this is, this is a fight. This is a fight. And I, it was great, man. Both of them did the thing. They, they killed it. I want to see it again. Um, and this is the future of the women's division, and the future is bright. Um, you know, everyone else now needs to step up their game to these two women right here. They and they, they have some people who you could say, you know, they, they, they have the character, they have the personality, you know, Dr. Britt Baker, Big Swole, like they're the big personalities. But now it's like, okay, you saw the, the wrestling on display, like yeah. the, the technical savvy, knowing, you know, the know-how, all that kind of come came together in this matchup with you know, yes. big characters as well for both of these women. And I think um, she called that match, too, because I heard a couple of times seeing her call, calling certain moves, yeah. to, which led me to believe was she, was she calling this match as well? Like, she, like how much is, of this match did she call? Yeah, if she called right. the entire thing, man, that's just even more impressive. Right. Yeah, she probably did. Just, um, you know, if that's... I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Just because of how good she is in the ring mm-hmm. like you know just that that matchup it, it was just so clean and you know the it everything was, just man. was just so good it flowed really well man i love she it. wrestles like it's just so easy as breathing like i could just do wrestling in my sleep for thunder rosa yeah yeah man awesome and also too she's she's actually already a double champion she's got the uh tokyo joshi pro wrestling uh championship as well for that yep. promotion so she could have been a triple champion. They kept talking about that throughout the broadcast, um, you know, which would be, I think that, that's historic too, you know, that another she thing said, that they, they made. They said she won that the same month as winning the NWA mm-hmm. championship too. I was like, oh, shit. So she's on a roll, man. She's, she's got a lot beast. of momentum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, uh, you know, looking forward to, to seeing more of her and, and Sheeta. Sheeta, she's a great champion. She's a great wrestler overall. Um, these two right here, this has the potential to be like their version of, say, uh, Lita, Trish Stratus, um, you know, the Charlotte, Becky, you know, Sasha, Bailey, uh, like yes. type of rivalry. 
So, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to this for, for AEW. I'm just finally the women's division is getting that that spotlight, that that high level type of wrestling that we've come to get accustomed to in WWE and on NXT. So this is oh, this yeah. is really fun. They got yeah. a momentum around these two. They just need to just keep it rolling, just build around these two because they got it. They can do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So we'll see what, what's to come for them. But yeah, congratulations to Carl Sheeta for winning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kick ass match from both from her, from Sheeta, and from Thunder Rosa. So let's move forward to the eight man tag match we had between Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares, Dustin and QT Marshall, versus the Dark Order members of Cole Cabana, or I'm sorry, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno. <laughs> Stu Grayson and Brody, Mr. Brody Lee. Oh, man, you give Brody Lee the respect. Hell yeah, I give him Brody Lee the respect because you know what? He finally, finally oh, did, man. like, is showing me that anger, that annoyance towards Pokebana. He had to check his ass. He, oh, my God, I was so mad. I was so mad watching this matchup. Just watching Cole Cabana, like he's just having fun. He wore the Dark Order colors. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. but he's still not officially like. There's still that gap, like whether he is or isn't in the in the Dark Order. And then you know the matchup happens, it's back and forth, and you know we see Scorpio Sky having a good showing, and everybody else on that team, Matt Cardona, Dustin, QT, whatever. But uh, Bro, uh, Mr. Brody Lee sets up Cole Cabana yes. to get the victory. But what is Cole like, Cabana? All he has do? to do is just basically just walk in the ring and pin, and him. pin him. That's all you got to do. He set him up perfectly. But what does he do? He goes up to the top turnbuckle to do a stupid moonsault, <laughs> misses it, and then loses the match for the Dark Please Order. Miss. And Mr. Please Brody miss. Lee, he's trying to get back in, but you have Matt Cardona holding him on the outside, keeping him from coming in, and then the three happens. And wow, oh, Brody Lee was was pissed. pissed. You got Stu Grayson marching around back and forth, pacing. I'm like, oh man, this is. Ooh, I, I thought it was over right then and there. Me I thought too. It was over. I Me too, over. bro. Me too. I'm just man. I'm just waiting for Brody to give Dark Order the green light just to whoop his ass. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's about to go down, bro. It yep. is about to go down. Oh, and he's just yelling at him. He's like, what are you doing? I set him up for you. What are you doing? <laughs> just, just angry. Just you see it in his eyes, the spit flying, and and Coca Bandage just sitting there like, oh shit, like <laughs> I just I messed this up. And yeah, just he he showed restraint. Mister Brody Lee showed restraint, but he's still he pissed off, and he and he just left, and they all left. Um, you had Evil Uno kind of come back and offer his hand over to Coca Banna and pick them up. You know, and commentary was saying how, you know, uh, Evil Uno had been uh, kind of in that same situation where he, he got the ire of Mr. Brody Lee before, too. So mm-hmm. maybe he's just saying, hey, you know, I've been there. I get it, man. Come on, I'll pick you up. I think it's kind of a setup. Yeah, I, I think maybe, it's a setup. Maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> one thing I'm just noticing, too, in the entrance, um, Evil Uno was standing by Brody Lee. But Brody Lee pushed Evil Uno aside yep. <laughs> to make room for Colt Cabana. <laughs> yep. Yep. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I think there's going to be some tension within Dark Order, yes. man. So there's going to be a storyline within this storyline. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, it's, it's Evil Uno is hating that the fact that 
Brody, Mr. Brody Lee is taking a liking to mm-hmm. Coca Banner, and that the fact that he sh- he held he held restraint, mm-hmm. he even get on get on like he he would get on Evil Uno. Yep, he would have whooped his ass. You saw the last time that promo, mm-hmm. he kind of drug him by his shirt, yep. getting on him. Uh, when when everybody was trying to help out, you know, dusting everybody. But yeah, man, I hmm, I, I think this is this is a nice story. I, I'm digging it. Yeah, I, I, I like how they're the little nuances there because I didn't notice that the first time, but then seeing it again, I'm like, oh wow, like that little nugget is. And then the way they ended it with Evil Uno picking him up, I felt the setup. I felt oh, yeah. it, but now yeah. there's, there's the blanks are getting filled in as to all the little reasons why he's he's setting him up. Um, yeah, man, that that's gonna be a really good story. Oh, I feel yeah. like Evil Uno is is channeling just my anger towards this dude Cole Cabana because I'm still like, why, why him? Like, I'm sure Evil Uno is gonna ask that same question. Like, well, what? the new episodes of BTE or Being the Elite will be up there, I think, tomorrow morning. So it mm-hmm. should explain oh, maybe yeah. some uh, aftermath of what's going on because I, I know they show it before, like the cel- post celebration of yeah. Brody Lee. Uh, so I think they might show an episode of just maybe the post match reaction, which I'm, I'm definitely stay tuned. Yeah, definitely, man. It's it's this story's getting interesting. Um, oh yeah. What did what did you think of? Because going into this matchup, we were talking about Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. and that this could be kind of like um you know him like him getting the win potentially would have you know maybe set up a matchup between him and Brody Lee. But it ended up being Dustin got the got the win, and now Dustin is getting the match against Brody Lee. So I guess it's a two part question. What did you think about Scorpio Sky's performance, and then how it all ended up? And then what do you think of it, that Dustin is the one that kind of you know at the end got the pin, and now is getting the the TNT title shot? So Scorpio Sky had an amazing performance, but it sucked because it got overshadowed by Dustin with the pin, and then he gave a very good promo, too. So it's almost like you instantly forgot about Scorpio Sky. And now, and now they're setting up for Dustin. Now he has uh, a championship match against Brody Lee next week on Dynamite. So I get it story-wise why they want to go that way. So hopefully, right. you know, they're just setting up for Brody Lee just to whoop, destroy him. So it should be just like, you know, just like what he did with Cody. Maybe even worse. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My I mean, bets are going worse. Logically, it should be worse. Yes, yes, yeah. Cody's better than Dustin, so yeah, it, exactly. Right, right. So we'll probably send him, you know, back to Cody, just broken and bruised, all, all bloody, <laughs> no, all whatnot. So, but it sucks. But it came at the expense of uh, Scorpio Sky. Yeah, yeah. That's that's um, that's how I felt because Scorpio Sky. I mean, I thought that this was an opportunity. You know, for them to really highlight him. And it made sense for him of all the members of that team that he would be the one to shine the brightest and he would be the one to get the pinfall. And his wrestling was sharp. I mean, there were times I was like, wow, man, this guy is just so good. Like, just every little move, like, he does with precision. And it just, it just looked great. I'm like, okay, you know, this is, this is, this is what I was hoping it would be. And then the finish came, and I'm like, ooh. Even though I was I was really taken into the whole Col uh, Cabana, uh, Brody Lee storyline. Yeah. But I think what gets lost in it, like you said, you, you were thinking about Colt. We're thinking about Dustin. But Scorpio is just kind of lost in this whole exactly. thing at the end of it. So, yep. yeah. yeah. I got, I got one more question, too. Yeah. And it's about Matt Cordona. Okay. What are your thoughts about him? Do 
because Jr. made a certain comment, and yeah. to me, it to me when he made that comment, to me I was like, well, that just tells you that he doesn't have it because what Jr. said is, I don't know what Mark, I, I don't know what, what is Matt Corona is, is missing, Matt Cordona is missing, but what he, but when he finds it, we're gonna say that was it. I'm like, well. He doesn't have it then, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That should just tell you. He doesn't have it. I saw it, man. He clearly doesn't have it. He doesn't stand out to me, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he's in great physical shape, but that, you know, that, that if factor, he doesn't have it. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, um, you know, I, I, I hate to be like, oh, you know, this guy sucks or he doesn't have, but at the same time, I got to be real. Um, you know, Matt Cardona, they they could try all they want, but I agree with you. I don't think he has that it factor. I think he, you know, at best, he's just a very entertaining guy, likable guy, you know, guy that, you know, you could hang out with, you know, um, just he has that vibe to him, right? Like he's just a real good dude. But when it comes to being a main event star in a, a, a main a big promotion like this, yeah, I don't see it. I don't see him going against you know MJF for the title in the future. I don't see him going against oh, no. John Moxley or Lance Archer for the title, like or Brody Lee for the title. Like I just I don't I don't see it. Like back in WWE, it was it was hard enough to try to see him going after like the Intercontinental title or you know tag team titles. You know, yes. like it was it was. You could you could understand why you know they would want to put him in those divisions and in those in those title runs, but it it kind of just it it was like okay once he got the belt they quickly took it off of him because oh, yes it just wasn't it wasn't a good fit it was like okay it was nice that it happened but a long reign no that you're not that guy nah. um, and I don't think it's any different in AEW nah. I feel like it's just AEW trying to compete with WWE. Um, so he's not a guy that I could see saying, "Oh yeah, we put the belt on him, and that's money. Like that's going to sell pay per views." Like, no, man, he's just he's a good worker. He's a good dude, and he deserves to you know have work and have a job. You know, he he does he plays his part well. But that it factor, nah, unfortunately not, man. But hopefully, I think for him, the smart thing is just to be like understand who you are and just try to make the best out of that. Like that's you're always going to be like. Go ahead. I said that's a good point right there. Yeah, like for for him, if he understands, like you know, like kind of like QT Marshall right now. Oh like yeah, QT Marshall. He is like okay. He's friends with Cody. He's friends with Dustin. He's in a tag team with Dustin. He's the underdog. He's the guy that yeah, everyone is looking at him at like I can't. You know, no one is going to see me as the guy. But maybe you can parlay that into his story. Like anytime he's going against a big name, he's the underdog. And maybe the fans will kind of root for him because they want to see that underdog prevail every now and again. So that story kind of works for him or like or for Matt Cardona. Um, but long term, hey, you're gonna have you're gonna be the champ. We're gonna sell the pay per view with your name on the marquee. Ah, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was never like uh, a Zack Ryder fan. Like the whole woo 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 woo. Yeah, I, that was I. I never got into. It. I, I didn't. I, I never knew what was the big deal about it. I I got into it from like just a hey, you know, he's funny, you know, it's entertaining. And that's it. Yeah. Never to the point where I was like, oh yeah, I want to see him go against like 
Triple H or Randy Orton or, you know, someone like that. Like, nah, man, he's getting destroyed. Like, it doesn't make sense. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to see him succeed in terms of just, like, having a job, having a good time, enjoying himself, um, being a good worker, putting over some of the, the bigger names. And, you know, maybe having a big match here and there as, like, that underdog character. But that that, I think, is the limit. You know, that's the limit. No one's going to take him seriously. He's like, he's this monster. Or he's a heel, you know, and he's destroying people now. Like, nah, I don't I don't see that. They would they would have to repackage him or just the way rebook him. But I don't know, man. Like, look at the way they're doing Sean Spears now. So Right. Right. <laughs> and Sean Spears, I thought, you know, he actually had a chance to be something in AEW. But it is not happening. And if it can't happen for him, Matt Cardona, I'm sorry, man. But you're kind of screwed, man. If they can't figure it out with Sean Spears... They're definitely not going to be able to figure it out yeah. with you. So, yeah, man. It is what it is. But uh, let's keep moving through this car, man. Yeah, man. We've got a spectacular, or at least in my opinion, a spectacular tag team championship matchup that happened. This went, you know what? It felt like it went longer than this, but it was the longest match of the card. It was 29 minutes and 40 seconds. We had FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood with Tully Blanchard by their side. Going against the current tag team champions, Kenny Omega and Adam, Adam Hangman Page. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this was what we expect. At least for me, this is what I expected. I expected, you know, a tag team classic, you know, both teams just being really sharp, um, you know, just just telling a great story. Mm-hmm. Though The Kenny Omega and Hangman issues um, going Back to you know the elite and and how uh, Hangman kind of turned his back on on the Young Bucks and <laughs> and cost them an opportunity to be in this very matchup and you know the drinking and you know the whole thing with FTR and trying to be yeah. friends with them and you know just just playing himself you know and his in- insecurities kind of just kind of messing things up and and just coming to the forefront. Um, and Kenny, we're in the midst of a Kenny heel turn, it seems. Like, little by little, we're seeing change in Kenny's character and, and post-match beatdowns he's been doing. Man. So, right. <laughs> you know, it's just like a mix of things for this tag team. And you could just feel, like, that tension. And they did that that high 10, you know, in the middle of the matchup. And it kind of felt like, it almost actually kind of felt pitiful. Because I'm like, oh, this is, this is, this is done. It felt like, forced. It was very forced. It was forced. I was like, no, they're they're not. They're not feeling this. Like nah. this this team is over. Like Adam, it's like it's funny because Adam is the one now trying to hang on to it, but Kenny was like done. He was like, yeah, whatever. After man. the match, he was like, see, see this, see, see what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> oh, we'll get there because there there's some unpacking to do with all that. Oh man, but, um, it is. Just you know, with this matchup. FTR, they just showed why they're one of the best tag teams in the world, if not the best tag team in the world. Just, you know, tag team wrestling at its finest, really, you know, taking care of each other, you know, in, in different moments of the matchup and, you know, tandem head butts off the top rope yes, and, yes. you know, just isolating. I love it when they when they work towards isolating certain wrestlers because they worked over Kenny Omega through this whole oh, thing, did. worked they over did. his legs. and Working his just, body parts, yeah. the way they would distract the ring. The ref, that was that was actually pissing me off. That's how bad. No, I'm saying not how bad. That's how good they was doing their job. Right. It was pissing me off. I was like, ref, what the <laughs> f are you doing, man? Just pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, yeah, man. It was great. And then he told, uh, the ref told Adam Hangman Page to go back to his corner. But then there was like, one of them was in the ring. One of them was on the outside, kind of circling around Kenny Omega. I was like, oh, man, this is perfect. Yep. Like, these guys are, they they are tag team geniuses, man. It was just so great. And then Tully in the back just kind of, you know, calling call plays, but not, they didn't really focus on Tully. He's just kind of oh, there, just you there. know. But a good presence for them being, a, you know, a former tag team great himself. So yeah, man, I, I love this matchup. It was just great. It was it was it was a long matchup, but I just felt like it was it it felt like it warranted that uh, being a long matchup like that. And then the finish at the end. That's, see, that's when me and you split then. Okay, that's what that's where me and you split. See, I was trying to figure it out. So because to me, it felt like this match was going a little bit long. But I was like, all right, let me wait until the finish. Based on the finish, if, if then to to me, if if it warrants that match being long and then based on the finish it didn't with me you think based on the finish it didn't have to be that long no it didn't if okay. if, if okay. yeah if revival is just gonna win like that just one two three in the middle of the ring uh then yeah it didn't it, yeah I, I didn't see the reason why it needed to go 30 minutes or 29 minutes it, it could have went it was fine just going it should have just went 20 minutes maybe 22 I think the reason to me why it warranted that is because that's kind of the expectation with a Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega tag team championship matchup is that they're going to bring it, they're going to go 100%, and if the other tag team that they're going against is supposed to be great, then it's going to take hell or high water to for one of these teams to finally put the other one away. Like what we got with the Young Bucks, for instance. Like with Young Bucks and, and Hangman and Omega, that matchup just kept going. It was like back and forth, and I was like, man... Like, when are we going to get a finish, you know? But at the same time, it felt like, okay, they're basically saying these two teams right here are the best in the world. They know each other so well, and they're so resilient. No one wants to lose. Um, So it's basically a battle of attrition. Like, who's finally going to just wear down to the point where they can't kick out anymore? And with this one, that's what I felt like. It's like this team of Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page, yes, they're two individual wrestlers, but... When it comes to being just proud champions, they are not going to lose those belts without a hell of a fight. And they've been, cha- I forget the days, but it was some like, what, almost like 300 days that they were champions, something like that. Um, that that long of a reign, the wrestlers involved, I'm okay with them saying, yes, it's going to take a 29-minute and 40-second matchup for finally, and then Adam Hangman Page taking Two crazy pile drivers, um, tag team pile driver combinations, and then uh, a, a V trigger also from Kenny Omega inadvertently. Like yeah. all of that happening at the tail end of that to finally have Adam Hammond Page not be able to kick out. Like he kicked out when he got hit with the V trigger, he kicked out when he got hit with that first pile driver, but then they got him again and they, they blocked off Kenny Omega and he wasn't able to help Adam. It, it made sense. It's like it's really selling how tough of a SOB that Adam Hangman Page is that it took all that after all that time to finally take him out. So I, I, that's where I'm like, I'm okay with it. I can, I, and I'm, I won't argue too hard against you saying that for you, it, um, you know, it could have been shorter. Could it have been maybe a little maybe bit shorter? Maybe because, probably because the pace of the match with, because yeah. you got with FTR, they work at a slower pace. Yeah. So, 
So, you know, for them going at a slower pace, for going that long, yeah, it could be like, all right, this is going to be a little bit too long and a two for me. So, so it's so, more the pacing for you yeah, than, yeah, because than the story. When, exactly, because when you, when you talked about with – uh, Adam Heyman Page, Kenny Omega going against the Young Bucks. What was it AW Revolution? Right uh, when they had that awesome match, you had two tag teams just high octane, fast pace, yeah, it's fast pace. So and it went thirty minutes. So yeah, right. you know, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, it, to me that, that's the reason why it's justified for those thirty minutes because all right, it doesn't seem like oh this is doing like five minute rest holds or they're just focusing maybe 10 minutes on one body part. So they're not like that. It's just, they're going more fast paced strikes, take the action outside the ring. So it's with with FTR, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And, and and like I said, I won't argue it too much because to, for you, you're, you know, that pacing kind of is affecting your, your, you know, the way you're enjoying that matchup. Like if it's with the rest holds, it's not like, you're really engaging in that. You're just kind of like, okay, it's another rest hold. And I understand that. I get it. Um, for me, it's like, well, based off of who's in the ring, based off the story, I'm like, I, if, if you told me, hey, you know, if I never, if I didn't see the match and someone said, yeah, the match between Kenny Omega and Adam Handman Page versus FTR went 29 minutes and 40 seconds, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. If you told me it went 35 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And, and that's what it took to beat this team that had been champions for so long, and those two guys specifically, yeah, I could see it taking because it, it's it, they're just so good individually and so great as a team that yeah, it should take a lot. It should take a lot to beat them. But in terms of just like watching the match and how the pacing went and that kind of like okay, it feels like it's dragging all a little bit. I, I hear you. I hear you. I just I looked at it through a little bit of a different lens. But I still I still fine. enjoyed the match. I just felt like all right, maybe just a little shave, bit, just a little just too shave long, off. Like, you know, if it could be like 20 minutes. versus 29. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. No, I feel you. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I mean, um, you know, it's it's the Young Bucks are just a little bit different. They got that fast pace, so they could go 60 minutes, and you probably don't really feel it because it's like stuff's happening every two, like there's something new happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel you, though. I feel you. Um, yeah, man. So then after the match, why don't you talk about what happened directly after uh, this, this ended? Oh, so after the match, all right, so you see Kenny Omega looking pissed. Uh, he didn't take the pin, which I predicted that Adam Hangman, Adam Hangman Page would take the pin, but yeah. I didn't expect that it would be to the cost of Kenny Omega's fault because towards the towards right at the end of the match, you know, you see they're going for the buckshot lariat, the V-trigger. You see Adam Hangman Page, he misses, all right? So, but because he misses... Kenny Omega recovers. He ducks down, recovers. He's like, all right, go for it again. No, no. He doesn't go for it, right? So so Adam Hammond Page uh, tried to do the buckshot lariat, and right. then he missed. And then he held on to, I forget if it was Cash or, or Dax, but then he goes and puts him like, right. almost in a Phil Nelson to help him. And they switch. And then Kenny Omega goes for the V-trigger. But um, they they moved out the way, and Adam Hangman Page ended up getting hit by the V-trigger by accident. So, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, FTR does their finisher. Bang. One, two, three. They're done. They celebrate. Well, they hit the finisher, but then he kicked out. Like, the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kicked, yeah, he kicked out. out. Yeah. Then then they did it again. They repeat yeah. the finisher again. They did it again. Yep. Yep. They did it again. Yep. And then, uh, one, two, three. Finish. Done. They, they celebrate. 
All right, you see Kenny Omega looking pissed. He got this chair. He's trying to move some type of fabric off because it looks like he's just getting ready to Man. shine this bitch up. The whole <laughs> so, time I was saying, no, <laughs> Kenny, no. Even though I know what's coming. And I know yeah, it's me like, too. I, kinda, I was like, well, this is what all been this pointing is it. <laughs> But I'm like, no, Kenny, why? Because he, he immediately, it was like clockwork. They lost. He went outside and he grabbed this object. And I'm like, were you planning this the whole time? Like, you know, if we lose, man. you're getting this. You're yes. getting this beat down. Like, if we lose this match. Anyway, straight forward. He's pulling the fabric off. And he's, it's like he's thinking, but he's pulling the fabric off. And Hangman is kind of still a little bit loopy. And he's on the ropes trying to pull himself trying to reco- up. Trying to recover. Yep. Kenny, right. Kenny's looking at him. He's got, he's holding it. He's holding it. And he's just, he's just sitting there. It's like, it's almost like a matter of fact. Like, it's just a matter of time. Like, this is going to happen. And then he announces finally catch on. They're like, uh-oh, wait a minute. What, what's he doing? What's he doing? And the rest of us are like, we know what he's doing. He's about to take him out. <laughs> so then, you know, you, you see uh, Adam kind of almost get to his feet. And then Kenny just says, you know what? It's not even worth it. And just drops the, the object that he had. And then uh, Adam Hangman Page goes over to him, stands up, and starts walking towards Kenny. And then he falls on his face. And Kenny does fall. not catch him. No, he just lets him fall. Just let him fall. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Leaves like the back way, and he runs into the young bucks. Talking about, you see what I'm talking about? See, what, see what's going on? See why I can't do this anymore? I'm like, dude, this really, this really your fault. Right. <laughs> so it was like, it was like he instantly went to this prima donna, uh, prima donna attitude, yeah. man. Telling the young bucks like, come on, man, let's go, let's go. He's getting in this big Tahoe truck. And I'm like, and go where? What is happening? I'm right. I'm like, and he's, he got a driver. I'm like, what do yeah, you get a driver now? Well, like, where did this come from, man? It's like he immediately went at a 180 personality split, man. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, he's just like, boss man. Like, yo, I got my limo, my driver here. Like, where, you want to go? It's time. Jump in right now or not. Like, let me know. Like, th- th- this is the time to make the choice. I'm like, what choice? What are you talking about? He's like, you know what? Just just take the night to think about it. I'm like, think about what? Right. Like, what, like, are you, what is happening, Kenny? <laughs> Young butts look all confused. They're like, okay, well, this is a this is a big mess now. I was like, right. you think? <laughs> Kicked out Adam Heyman page. You got Kenny Omega, man. Just personality <laughs> split. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. Oh, man. Yeah, man. It was it was it was something. It was something just to see that whole sequence, you know. And they they kept the camera rolling. I'm like, what is happening? Where is he going? I'm like, and he kept saying, I'm done. I'm done. Like, and again, the whole time I just kept asking myself, what does he mean? Like, what is this really? What's he talking about? Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens. You know, being the lead, all you know, uh, dynamite, like just seeing everything now to find Uh, out what is on Kenny Omega's mind. Also, a subtle thing, too, during his entrance, the entrance was a little bit longer for him this time. Like, I don't know if you caught that, but, like, the music kind of started out a little bit earlier, and then they drew out the entrance a little bit more. So, I think, yeah, the singles run for him is is, is, is here. It's We're in that in it now. Um, so, I back think they were just prepping the, back, for that. Yeah, back to the singles rub, huh? I, you know what? I am I'm here for it because we this tag team was a tag team I didn't know that I wanted, but it was it's been so great. But I think it has run its course. Oh, I think yeah. the timing is right. Yeah, and I want so badly to see what Kenny Omega the the singles Kenny Omega now in AEW. Dun, 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 dun. 
Let's don't, 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 don't. exactly. <laughs> Let's see it because he. We've said it on this podcast. He's the best wrestler in the world. I mean, arguably, you can oh, you yeah. throw out different names, but he's the best in the world. And just like him being his tag team, it is holding him back. So now yeah. let's get back to him being in singles. It's crazy. I, the Young Bucks called him out on that on BT on a, uh, being the elite. I want to say maybe a week. No, no, no. Because I was watching an old episode, so maybe three weeks ago. So okay. they're in like in this hotel room, and uh, Mac and Nick they're all talking about Kenny. He's like, "Man, you're not like the Kenny of old, like New Japan Kenny, you know? Yeah. You know, I, like you know, seventy five minute Okada matches. Well, maybe I don't know about the seventy five minute yeah, Okada matches, can, right? <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying, Kenny. He was like, "What?" <laughs> Just heal Kenny too. I am oh, yes. really yes. excited about that. Maybe just... heal Kenny can be the one that takes that belt off for uh, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yes. Mm. If they if that match happens, if John is still champion at that time, yeah, yeah, that, that's happening. That better happen. Like that. Book it. I'm gonna be pissed yeah. if they don't give that belt to Kenny Omega. Heal I think that's Kenny what they're Omega gonna do. I think yeah. I think we're gonna go full circle with this. I think yeah. maybe. Back like, where we started, you yeah, right? Yep. So Lance Archer, unfortunately, he's going to lose against uh, John Moxley. Moxley. But yeah. he's going to look like a beast, though. This is all about making John Moxley look good, too, to make him look more of a beast. Right. And Kenny Omega's going to be able to take that off him. Yep. Yeah, man. Oh, it's, 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 I'm, I'm excited for this. I really am. This is such a great direction for Kenny. And for Adam Hangman Page too, just just you could you could even push this this story forward. So Moxley loses to Kenny. Yep. Adam Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega for the title. <laughs> like, man, don't tease me like that. But they could do that though. They could do it. Them. Yes. Yeah. You know, they think about long term uh, storytelling, man. That's yeah. them. That's yeah. them. And how crazy would it be that? That Adam Hangman Page's first AEW World Championship win would come from him beating potentially his <laughs> former tag team partner slash former elite co member. Just there's so much to that, you know. From in the the full circle for him in the beginning when when AEW first started, him feeling like he he shouldn't even be in that match with Jericho. Yep. To now. You know, potentially when he gets that championship, it's going to feel so right. Oh, like, yeah. He yeah, deserves to be there. Deservedly so should mm-hmm. be champion. Yeah, man. Gosh, this is, this is great. This is great. Also, too, just stylistically, man, it was interesting. He was wearing, I don't know if he's been wearing this for a while. I haven't really been paying attention to this. No, that was new. That was that new. Was new. The okay, long, the long yeah, tights with the, yep, with the cowboy yep. like tassels at the end. Yep. I liked it. I liked it, man. It was a cool yep. look. And it well, him and Kenny with the, it. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man, just just a lot of things going on with this matchup. A lot of story elements. Um, gives you a reason to watch being the elite on YouTube. Um, you know, catch them at EW Dark, baby. I mean, as much as we say, like, <laughs> hey, all that stuff doesn't feel like canon if it's not happening on Dynamite. But I kind of want the filler now just so I can get some more information. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, oh, I, I feel better because now I understand about... Uh, Brody Lee about him purchasing the the six lawnmowers because it was all yeah. about him doing some payback for uh, Adam Hangman Page. Adam Hangman Page wanted to get a lawnmower for possibly because he, he kicked off an idea about a Chili's commercial, 
but end up Dark Order end up stealing that idea <laughs> and making millions of dollars off the Chili commercial. <laughs> and then Brody Lee was like, he, he gave this speech. He was like, you know what I did with my, with my millions, man? Like, I have a brand new house with no front yard, with no lawn. But I got six brand new lawnmowers. You know why? Because F Hangman Page. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It was, it was that's hilarious, great. man. That's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, yeah, man. So, yeah, hey, check out Being the Elite, man. Yeah. You get a whole bunch of content it's there. Good it's stuff. Just, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let's 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 move on to the Mimosa Mayhem matchup. So, Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. The winner had to be uh, decided by pinfall, submission, yep. or submerging their opponent in a vat. Of mimosa, um, this this I, I didn't know what to make of it going into it. I didn't know what to make of it going into it. I'm sorry, and I what, what saw happened? it, and I just questioned if I needed to see that. <laughs> I just do. I just questioned if I needed to see that match. I'm sorry. Yeah. I gotta be real. I'm sorry, man. I was yawning, bro. I was, yeah, it was a yawn fest up in there, bro. Yeah, like, really? Yeah. The most yeah, mayhem. All it was is just two water tanks on each side of the, yeah. the ring. <laughs> but I'm, even if they would have given us like a moat around the ring of Mimosa, like I don't even think that would have made it better. I just it's just it's just a yeah. weird goofy gimmick that okay it was you stupid. did it, but it was yeah. stupid. Chris Jericho, yeah, you flop. <laughs> flopped on that one. That idea, yeah. yeah, that idea flopped. Yeah, not everything you come up with turns to gold. Like no. that, that was that was a that was a miss. Yeah, you but definitely hyped it up. But he did. Yeah, he did. He had me. Yeah, because going in, I'm like, okay, I want to see what this is like. And then, yeah, no, it was it was not great. That's it. <laughs> the Superman punch. You fall mm-hmm. directly right into the the tub of colored water. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and and here's the thing too. Question for you is: Does it feel like it's over? Uh, honestly, no, it right. doesn't. It doesn't. Like I, I felt like it, it. Like if even though this was the rubber match, I feel like that we're not done. Like Chris Jericho is still not done with with uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. It just it just didn't feel like okay. Jericho now is is gonna respect Orange Cassidy or not? It's like no, he knocked him into a vat of mimosa. Like that didn't really mean anything. Yeah. It, it 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 just felt like it it happened. Cool, but Jericho now is gonna want even more revenge because he he embarrassed him again. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because Santana Ortiz is still in it with the best friends. Mm-hmm. Best friends are are partnered with Orange Cassidy. You know. Santa Ortiz, part of Inner Circle, whole Chris Jericho. So we're we're not done, man. We're right. not done. And you know, you know, Jericho was talking a lot about you know making Orange Cassidy a main event player, and you know, and and I, I feel like this match, even though for me, I love Orange Cassidy, and I think he, I think he is a main event player. I think he could be a guy that you know you could sell a pay per view on and say, yeah, Orange Cassidy for the title. You know, I I could see it happening. I think he's. He and like Darby Allen, they're they're like right at the cusp of being in that in that upper echelon. But I feel like this match didn't do anything to elevate him. Oh, like yeah, good call. It did. You know, like he got the win, but it didn't feel like a meaningful win. Uh-huh. Like a pinfall, a submission. Yeah, you you beat the man, but you just Superman punch and he fell, and that was the win. Like, that was it. Mm, 
Like, yeah. we, we really I think do. that's why it, it felt like it's not over yet. Yeah. It wasn't a clean pin dead center of that ring. Right. Like, it's it's one because that's another reason why I hate, like, like, tables matches, for instance. You know, you put someone through a table. What does that mean? Cool, you put them through a table, but that doesn't mean you're better than them just because you did that. Like, I just, I hate stipulations like that where, you know, so ladder match is fine. That's cool. But if you're not getting a pin or a submission, you know, some clean or like a TKO, like you knock this person out and they couldn't answer, like in uh, in um, last man standing matches, yeah. I feel like that's definitive. But something like this where it's just like, hey, you just threw him into something and that's the end of the match. Like, no. Like maybe in, in this Mimosa match, if they were to do something like this again, like you could throw him into it, but the match isn't done. It's just like that's another way you can embarrass your opponent in the midst of the match. You know, and then, but you still have to pin or submit that person in order to, to, to end the match. Um, or you, you pin them, and then after, you know, once they're knocked out because they couldn't answer the three count, then you throw them in as kind of like a, you know, that's the punishment. Like the loser has to get dumped into um, a Vata Mimosa after whoever actually gets pinned or whoever actually gets submitted. Like that's their punishment. Um, something like that. But I don't know. I, if they never do this, gimmick again i'd be okay this could be the first and last time just just bury it you know just a one and done you know hey jericho you tried but it flopped so just move on exactly so yeah unfortunately orange cassie and chris jericho three not not quite not quite uh not quite living up to the hype there so let's now now talking about hype let's see if this one lived up to the hype so the main event was for the aew world championship John Moxley, or John Moxley, because <laughs> that's the only way you can say his name. Yeah, AEW. of course. Versus MJF. All right. And Wardlow was in tow, too. Wardlow was there as well. So uh, you had picked MJF. I had I picked Moxley. And leading into this, I, I was with you with MJF until that last Dynamite. There was just something about... The way it all went down, and you know they fifty fifty booking a little bit, but it was more so just yeah, how dominant MJF looked there. Um, and yeah, the the pick was Moxley, and Moxley ended up retaining his belt and getting the win. So I asked you, Devin, how do you feel about it? You you feel disappointed that MJF didn't get the get the win, or do you accept it? Where are you at with this? I, I'm I'm I'll be lying if you know if I say if I wasn't disappointed if MJF didn't get the win, but. Uh, I, the way he wrestled, I, I enjoyed it, man. That dude, his wrestling is super clean. The way he does his moves, even just a simple rest hold, uh, it's it's pretty smooth, man. Like this dude is is definitely shades of uh, what would I say, uh, Ric Flair, you know? Because yeah, the the way, he, yeah, yeah, the way he wrestles is definitely give me shades of Ric Flair. Uh, but I thought outside of that, I, I thought it was. Uh, a good match with within the realm of staying in, inside the wrestling ring. And then when it got outside, you know, it became more of John uh, back to John, what he does best. And then it, the, the end, the ending was cool. That caught me off guard. Like, you know, even though uh, MJF was going for it, he'll tacked it because Warlow threw toss him the ring towards the end of the match. He distracted the ref so he can toss in the ring, but he miscalculated the ring toss. <laughs> so it kind of just hit. I think it hit John Moxley in the stomach, but fell on the floor. So as as uh, MJF was on the ground looking for it, he finally found the ring. But 
he was looking at, staring at John Moxley. Ah, John Moxley staring at him. And he noticed, but he looked at the ref like, oh, the ref is distracted by, by your guy, Warlow. Oh, you know what? You know, I can, I can get away with paradigm shift. <laughs> <laughs> That's the paradigm shift. One, two, three. I was like, well, damn. Well, I be. <laughs> yep. That was that was entertaining at the end, you know, because even though, yeah, it, like I said, it was it was bittersweet that the MJF didn't get didn't get the win, but the way the match was booked, the way at the way as it was finished, uh, the ending for John Moxley, it was cool, it was entertaining. I was willing to accept that. Yeah, man. I mean, this was um, probably John's second best. Uh, championship matchup, like period, like the the best one mm-hmm. you know before this was, and I don't know, maybe this was even better than that one. But the Jericho match, you know, it w- was up to this point still his best matchup for the title. Um, you know, and he's had some some bumps in the road up until this point, and then he gets MJF, and yeah, this this match was great. Um, both of them brought it. Uh, MJF got busted open, so we got the blood element in this match too to make it even more just visceral and, and savage of a matchup. Um, you know, when John Moxley uh, gave him a receipt off of when, when he was busted open on Dynamite, yes. um, uh, MJF bit him and, you know, tried to make it really <laughs> gruesome. So John Moxley paid him back and bit him also and had the blood in his mouth and on his face and on his chest. And, yeah, it got it got gruesome, man, and, and just hard hitting. It was it was fun to watch. Uh, like you said, the spot at the end with the with the dynamite ring was that, that was pretty funny, man. Like seeing the look on on MJF's face, he was like, "Oh no, oh shit!" Like he's like because he he has an opportunity, you know, to capitalize and and all throughout the matchup too. He was doing low things, the low blow when he oh, pulled yeah. the the referee close to both of them, and he, he kicks he kicks his leg out behind him and hits Moxley in the in the balls there and. Just uh, eye poke what, here and What there. was cool about that little detail, too, I enjoyed that the ref thought Warlow did it. Because he was looking at Warlow. He gestured. He's like, hey, yeah. hey, I'm looking at you. Did you did you low blow him? And I was like, oh, that's cool. He, he think maybe Warlow did something fishy. Because yeah. he noticed that he noticed that John Moxley was, you know, ho- holding his groin area. He was like, oh, okay, what the hell? So he was he started pointing at, that, at uh, Warlow. Yeah, yeah, so... Those, like you said, those little details, man. Yeah. That was that was cool. That remembering now the uh, the slap fest they had too. They're both like <laughs> down on the ground in front of each other. At first they were hitting each other with forearms. Then it turned into open hand slaps, and they just started slapping each other all crazy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was a cool moment. Um, yeah, man, it was it was fun. Finally, we saw Moxley against you know just a, a high upper echelon heel um, who could push him and push the storytelling. To another level, I felt like this matchup is is one of the best matchups he's had in AEW period, but definitely one of the best championship matchups for sure. Um, I was a little disappointed that he used the paradigm shift. I will say, even though it was clever, <laughs> um, I was disappointed because I was I was getting excited about well, how is he going to finish it? Because you know I, I predicted him to win, but you know he was saying you know you're pushing me to be creative, you're pushing me to do. You know, to find some new ways to maim you, to mangle you, and all this. And I'm like, okay, like, what's it going to be? Is he going to create a new move? You know, is he going to use uh, just just uh, some other, like, some, is he going to submit him? Like, what's he going to do? And to use that, like, clever, hey, the ref isn't looking, I'm going to illegally use my move. Like, I was like, 
okay, that's cool, that's fine, I accept it. But man, I wish I would have he would have came up with some creative way to beat him. But it's okay, it's just a little nitpick. Um, overall, good yeah, matchup, I, I enjoyed it. It was. Um, the, now, I guess the question is, we've we've kind of looked forward a little bit based off of what happened in the um, Casino Battle Royal. And we said Lance Archer versus Moxley makes sense. And then even after that, we're looking at um, at um, Kenny, Kenny Omega, Omega. Yeah. you know, challenging and being the guy to beat him. Where does this leave MJF in all this? Because we're talking about a lot of people for the title and not MJF anymore since he lost this matchup. And just to throw in a little caveat too, the fact that John Moxley did use the paradigm shift when he wasn't supposed to use it might lead MJF to kind of say, hey, wait a minute. You signed the contract saying you wouldn't use it, and we have it on footage that you yep. did this. So, you know, this he'll is bring this it to Tony Khan, and right, yeah, yeah, he'll say it in his promo. I was just about to say that because uh, I know during the All Out, uh, All Out, All Out pay per view, they was I noticed during the main event match they they had the camera focus on Lens, and they were saying like he has a future. What was it future number one? Contenders, not a contenders match, but he has a future title title match, but they didn't mm-hmm. give it any type of date with it. So I think right. maybe that would just be on the side, and they're just going to still focus on MJF. Okay, so you think MJF uh, rematch with John Moxley is next, and then maybe after that we get the... So he beats MJF again, oh, and yeah. then go into you know, the Lance Archer and the Kenny Omegas and, and etc. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that because given the finish, it makes sense that this would this would continue because MJF has he has a case. He has a case. It makes sense, you know. At Moxley basically he cheated. You know, he cheated to win, and you know MJF is the last person that should be complaining about someone cheating. But you know, it's 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 what happened. So he he wants to be champion. He'll use whatever tactics he needs to to weasel his way into another title shot. Um, you know, losing against a Moxley. Might push him down to say I don't know the, the TNT Championship next. Then if he loses to him again, uh, but I don't see him versus Brody Lee like that <laughs> matchup. I don't know. I don't know that I see that. But we'll see, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, but needless to say, this this matchup was great, and there's a lot of different ways that this could all go going forward. But um, you know, Moxley's champion. He gets another ch- uh, chance, another couple matches at least to kind of help build his reign, the, the prestige of his reign a little bit more. Uh, for MJF, he told a great story, and he's a star in the making, man. He's yeah. a young kid. He'll be around for a while. He said 25 years, you know, he's going to be reigning. Next 25 so, years, man. He's only 24 years old. Right. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a minute. He's got a while. He's yeah, got a while. He does. He does. So, but I do like the narrative that uh, that John Moxley said in one of his promos that once he starts bleeding, we'll see how you'll react. And he started bleeding. He, that man, he, he manned up and still fighting. So I, I enjoyed that part of the story from what MJF was st- uh, telling how tough he is. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. So we went through the entire card uh, match by yeah. match, gave our, our reactions and breakdowns of the matches. So it's the time to give the letter grade, I guess, overall thoughts and then letter grade for all out. Overall thoughts. All right. So, all right. So it, it was. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get right. that, that deep exhale for you. I'm not going to lie. This pay-per-view definitely had some uh, miscues. 
uh, I, I could say with maybe, well, not maybe, with definitely with the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara match, definitely with the 20 man casino, casino battle royale, uh, Orange Cassie, Chris Jericho. I got to add that to the list. And uh, yeah, I think I will add that to the list as well. <laughs> the big swollen, even though it was entertaining, I still have to add that to the list. Yeah, you uh, have to. Yeah, yeah, I got to. All right, so have to add that to the list because of that. Uh, those with me are like the the miscues of the match or or the cons, the pros. FTR, uh, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. I think my nitpick was just it just went a tad, tad bit long. That was yeah. it. But other than that, I still enjoyed the match. It was still entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed the John Moxley MJF match. Uh, I, I enjoyed the story they told from both men, from John and, and MJF. Uh, and I can't forget my match of the night, the Hakaru Shida and Thunder Rosa match, man. That was my match of the night. These ladies threw it down. They was on fire. Thunder Rosa, hopefully we get to see more of you. You know, yes, they, they they sign yes. you immediately, like right after that match. It's like, all right, let's let's get your signature. All right, let's get you going. All right, see you on Dynamite the next week because we need more of Thunder Rosa. All right, but because of all of that, I will give my final pay per view grade. I will give it a solid C plus. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, man. I mean, great breakdown there for me overall. Big Swole, Britt Baker, you know, that one is probably on its own, probably like a C matchup overall. It was good. Um, Some spots felt a little weak, so I would say I'd give that a C. Young Bucks and and, uh, Jurassic Express, that gets like a B, B plus. That match was great. Not much story going in, but Mm -hmm. the wrestling was on point. Love that. Um, This 21-man Casino Battle Royal, it's probably somewhere like a D, D plus range to be honest. The only thing that helps it not be an F is the fact that Lance Archer Lance is Archer, So yes. you know that that's F would be a complete failure. It wasn't a complete it, failure. It wasn't a complete fail. He he won. If Eddie Kingston would have won, it would have been an F. Incomplete. That, that's right. right. Fail. <laughs> that would have been an F. Fail. Right. Incomplete. <laughs> um Matt Hardy speaking of incomplete, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, I feel oh, like yeah. that one I kind of just want to say incomplete because that yeah. that just the injury scare and everything, it just should have stopped right there. So Throw that out. Um, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa, A. Like, that's just an A matchup. That was, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm in agreement ah. with you. I think that's the match of the night. As much as I loved, for me, I, I enjoyed the FTR uh, Kenny Omega matchup a little bit more than, than you did. Even though you enjoyed the match, that was a little bit long and I was okay with it. But I think Hikaru Shida and Thunder, Thunder Rosa, um, it was just great. It was great. I loved everything about it. That's an A, even an A plus, maybe in my book. Um, this eight man tag match. I mean, I love the ending. The ending was an A. The, I just, uh, you know me. If you yeah. seeing yeah. Brody finally say, you know what? What I set you up? And being <laughs> pissed at Cole Cabana, I'm like, yeah, I gave so, it to you. Yeah, I gave it to you. <laughs> but I think I think there was drops in the fact that Scorpio Sky just kind of was lost in the shuffle yep. there. Dustin getting a win, even though the promo was great, but. Does Dustin really need that? I'm not, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. So I'd probably a C plus yeah. range for that matchup overall. Um, FT, and again, the Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page versus FTR. That one I'll give an A. Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho. Oh man, C minus. 
And Ooh, I think I'm being want, nice. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm like, being hold nice. on. You want to say I think deep. I'm being nice. You forced that seat. Uh, you forced it. Why, why you forced it? I love me? these wrestlers. Say it. Say it, damn it. So for some reason, the C minus feels like nah. it's it's that's the best I can do. Uh, <laughs> C minus You being too I, nice. It doesn't. It didn't. It doesn't feel like it warrants a D plus. Given like you know some of the other matches that I, I would give a D plus to, it's like this match is just horrible. The gimmick I didn't like, but they they put out a basic. Matchup, and I just didn't. I don't like the fact that they. That's the way it ends. You hit a C super minus. punch. He goes into the. Yeah, C minus minus. D plus just doesn't feel like it. It completely fits. So I uh, give him the benefit. I just get a C minus. D plus for me. Hey, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, Moxley and MJF. I'm gonna give that a, a B. B. Yeah. Yeah, just That's a solid probably. B. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. So overall, um, you know, with this pay-per-view, it just feels like a C. A C, yeah. like it's just an average show. Um, it's just a mixed bag, man. There's some great matches there. And then there's some ones you're like, the shit that I just see. Yeah. Like, what, what is I happening? think it only gets a C plus for me because the ladies just knocked that out of the park. They didn't yeah. see my expectations, you know. Even from seeing what, you know, Thunder Rosa did, the for the go home show and then what she brought to the table and for her still to exceed my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, you get a C plus. C plus overall. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I just go with like at the end of it, the feeling that I had at the end and, and looking at all those matches individually, trying to average that out somewhat, you know, it just felt like it all kind of gets even keeled to me. You know, again, there's some A's, there's some F's, there's some it's just a yeah. mixed bag. So I just feel like, yeah, I walk away from it going, it's, it was all right. You know, the, the pay-per-view overall was all right. But individual matches in there, there's some that I could rewatch. Like, specifically that women's championship matchup. Oh, yeah. I can go back and rewatch that and be like, yeah, this, this was great. This was the moment where things changed for AEW when it came to the women's division. So that one definitely stands out, match tonight for sure. Um, the end of the tag team reign for Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. Um, I just love the way the story is going. So that one, I, I just really love that too. And then uh, MJF's performance and John Moxley just, you know, having his best match, you know, arguably in AEW. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was solid. And then, yeah, just the rest of it, meh, meh, you know, just like, meh. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So that's that's it, man. All out in the books. It's crazy because this would have been in Chicago if we would have, or you know, usually it is in Chicago. So yeah. you know, if the world hadn't hadn't you know gone nuts and it just with everything <laughs> with COVID and everything, you know, it would have been one to consider going to. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, next year, that. hopefully, you know, we're we're back to being able to go to these shows. And I know, man. That'll be fun. Year twenty twenty, the Matt Sindel era. <laughs> too, too soon. This almost you almost almost making me want to drop it to a C minus just by even mentioning his name. Just that botch alone. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I forgot about that. That should have dropped to a C minus, man. Yeah, that botch is like, uh, oh man, because yeah. that was supposed to be a big deal. <laughs> that was one of the worst botches I've ever seen in my life. Because he was the wild, the fact that he was the Joker. He's the Joker. He's the Joker. He's the, the one last that, one. <laughs> That's the last image we know from you from your <laughs> debut. It's when you botch going for a shooting star press. 
It was so bad, uh, man. God just choke slammed him. Like. You, you don't even need to see it in slow mo. You saw it in slow mo. Yeah, right yeah. there. He was. It was like he was up in there for ten minutes, man. Right. I was the real time was like, in slow mo. Like, what is happening? Oh no! <laughs> the thud. Yes. Oh man, son, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Hopefully, you know, on dynamite, you can redeem yourself. But every time he goes up to the top turnbuckle, now I'm going to question. I'm like, all right, Ooh, here yeah, we go. Yeah, man. Make sure them ropes ain't slippery, man. Just right. double check, you know, double wipe it check. down. <laughs> Take two seconds to look at it, and make sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he will now. This is a learning <laughs> lesson <laughs> right here. He's a teachable moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's that's our recap. Unfortunately, we're ending on Matt Sedell's yeah. botch, but, you know, it was just one of those kind of nights. But let, let, let me, again, one more shot of praise for the women. Shout out to the ladies. Um, uh, just just awesome yes. job. Just killing it. Nice. Match the night for sure. So want to see more from they them for sure. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. With Karashita Thunder Rosa. Yes. Well done. Well done. All right, so that's going to do it. But before we go, as always, Devin, let the people know where they can hear us. Oh, yes, all the time. So you can always reach out to us. Hit us in the DMs on the various social network platforms. That is Facebook. Search for the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast Facebook page. We're at 85, 86 followers now. I know the last episode, what was that, two days ago? It was at 80. Mm-hmm. So we got six, five to six more. So, yeah, the, we will be at 100. It's growing. It's growing. <laughs> yeah, we'll Love be it. at Love 100. <laughs> so on our road to 100, we'll definitely get there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And you can always follow us on Instagram. That is Clark underscore street underscore wrestling. And I can't forget about our engagement where we engage at is the Twitter page. That is Clark underscore wrestling. And last but certainly not least, it is TikTok. TikTok. Yes, yes, yes. We have a lot of videos. We have a we have a lot of likes on there. And of course, my daughter stay hating on the TikTok page. <laughs> you can always find us as Clark underscore Street underscore Wrestling. And you can always listen to us on any major podcast app, whatever podcast app you like to listen to. You can just download it, search for Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, and you can find us. And we have a plethora of episodes, and we have over 145 episodes and counting. Yep, absolutely. Thank you all for listening, man. We really appreciate you guys. Just keep on, just tell tell your friends some about us. Um, you know, definitely uh, hit us up too if you guys have questions. If you want us to bring up certain topics, please let us know. It's always fun yes. to engage with the fans. Definitely, um, you know, want to want to just hear from you guys and engage as much as we can. But that is going to do it for this week's episode. This week's recap of AEW All Out 2020. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.